Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster Rebecca Adams and are not based on the advice of a licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Human lives follow many paths, presenting twists and turns and choices never planned, never expected. Temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness all can lead a person to a mistake they can't take back. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who have chosen to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. And welcome to another episode of Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. My name is Rebecca, and I am the creator and host of this podcast. And we read stories that have been submitted by women who have been unfaithful. They explain their whole situation, why they chose to do what they did, the circumstances surrounding it, and it is all put on anonymously and without judgment. So if you are tuning in for the first time, please understand that this is a podcast that does not condone infidelity, but it also does not judge. This allows women to be able to write out, and it's be, it's very cathartic for them to do. It helps them get through because when people are in situations like this, you can't really talk about it because, for one, you know what you're doing is wrong. And you, most people do not want to say, oh, I understand. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, because when you talk to a friend or a family member, it puts them in a tough situation. They could be friends with the, the spouse and they get put into a really difficult um, situation of how to deal with it because now they're kind of in the middle. And so here, this allows people to be able to get it off their chest. A lot of people do say that they wish that they had made other choices, and some women don't. They are very candid and say, you know what, I would do it again. And that's absolutely their prerogative. It's not up to me. It's not up to you to decide whether or not this person is bad because we don't live in their shoes. A while back, well, not that long ago, I did a two-part story on a woman named Piper. And she actually sent me a great email and agreed for me to be able to share. Um, she was the one that um, had a situation. She was married to a gentleman. He was in the military or had a military job, rather. And she kind of hooked up with a guy from college. And he kind of let her on. And then he just absolutely vanished. And it hurt. Um, her situation in her marriage was she felt like she was just going, going, going. Her purpose was to cook, clean, take care of the kids. And the one part that gets me the most, and I've even had a listener comment back to me about my comment <laughs> at the end of her story was where the husband said, I'm not your friend, I'm your husband. And that breaks my heart because this is the person you spend the majority of your time 
personal time with this is all in my opinion. Um, and, you know, you put your trust and faith and love in this person. And I don't know about you, but my husband has always been my best friend. Because I know if I need something, he's going to have my back. Um, how, you know, you just know you have support. He's your rock. You know, those are the type of things. Being in a, being a friend to a person is emotional support. So if your husband chooses to not be your friend, you may be feeling a little, um, feeling like, well, he doesn't give a rat's ass how I'm feeling. Um, he doesn't care because friends care. Maybe husbands don't. It's a partnership or something. I don't know. But I, um, in my opinion, like I said, I disagree with it. And it hurts my feelings that she... I understand he works, makes money. She works, makes money, but she also cooks, cleans, takes care of the kids, works out, takes care of people in the neighborhood. And she's just this amazing woman that just does so much. What she needs is her husband to love her, make her feel happy and good and reciprocate. Um, and so anyway, she emailed me back. I'll get off my soapbox there. Yeah. And she said, Hi, Rebecca, I hope you are doing well. I just wanted to write and give you an update. I just now listened to my story on the podcast. For some reason, I was scared to hear you read my story. I was concerned of what feelings it would bring back. Well, you did a wonderful job, and it was very therapeutic to hear you read my story aloud. Thank you. A little update on my life. It has now been eight months since my last contact with Evan. I have not attempted to reach out to him. He has not, not reached out to me. I still think of him every day. I still find myself going through scenarios of what could have possibly happened, a, him being a complete narcissist, and uh, that this was just his M.O., and B, him truly wanting to reconnect with me because he saw me as the, quote, one who got away, end quote. He sure went to a lot of trouble to search me out to contact me, but who knows? I probably never will. Perhaps someday I'll be okay not knowing what happened, but that day is not today. My marriage is the tiniest bit better. I'm kind of in the mindset of, quote, the devil you know versus the devil you don't know, end quote. I know that's no way to go through life, but what do you do? We are moving soon, and I'm hoping that it is a refresh button that we need. I am hopeful that once we are settled in our new location and finally able to put down roots, we will be in a better place in our relationship. I only have the desires to cut and run a few times a month as compared to a few months ago when I was ready to leave daily, so I guess that's an improvement. Anyway, thank you for your words of encouragement. Again, I welcome any feedback from you or other listeners. I hope you had a wonderful birthday. I am also a Leo and celebrated a birthday this month. Wishing you all the best, Piper. And I did respond to her and thanked her for sharing. And, you know, I wish I wish her nothing but the best. Everybody in this world has the opportunity or has the right to live the best life they can because you only get one chance and it can be taken away without even 
any warning. And as you guys know, that's what happened to my husband last year. So I think I'm even more heartfelt to want to share, do what you need to do in your life to make yourself happy. You are not in charge of other people's happiness. You can only be in charge of your own. This podcast is brought to you by Military True Crime Addict, a podcast focusing on true life events of military personnel, veterans, and those associated with the military. Give a voice to the victims and hear their side of the story. Raise awareness of the heinous crimes and support those most impacted. Military True Crime Addict is available wherever you get your podcasts. And you don't need to know anything about the military to listen. Now, back to the show. On Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity, I share stories of women who have been unfaithful to their spouse or partner. I provide them with a safe place to be able to explain what happened and why they chose the direction of infidelity. If you have been through this, whether it be because you were unfaithful or you were betrayed, you know that you just can't open the topic for discussion with your family and friends. It can be very lonely to process it all on your own. I know from my own experience, when I was being unfaithful, the emotions that can all be too consuming. These reasons are why I chose to create this podcast. I don't condone infidelity, but it happens, and I refuse to place judgment on anyone. But I also feel it is just as important to learn what the husband or partner endures when this truth is revealed. What was it that led him to feel suspicious of her? How did he find out? How did he process all of this and what would he do next? How could he confront her? About five minutes later, I'm still not sleeping, but I hear a conversation on the phone over the music. I heard Becky on the phone, but her voice was different. It had a slower, seductive sound to it with a smile on her face. It wasn't a normal phone voice for her. At this point, I was wide awake and realizing something was going on. When I heard her say, I'm just wearing a bra, I decided to see what the hell was going on out there. I walked out to her in the living room, lying on her back on the carpet, pillow behind her head, phone in one hand and the other hand down her pants. I was stunned. She saw me and froze. She said to the other person on the other end of the phone line, well, my boyfriend is up, so I'm going to let you go. And she hung up. I asked what this was all about. Who was that on the other line? She told me she was talking to her cousin. I said, your cousin asks you what you are wearing often? By subscribing to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity on Patreon, you will get to hear these stories from the husband or partner's point of view as they share their side of the betrayal. Has your wife or partner been unfaithful? Have you not had anybody to really talk to about it? You're not alone. Perhaps you might even want to share your side for the show to help others. Visit rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com and select Patreon to subscribe. Pledges start at $3 a month for the No Judgment tier. 
Not only do you get two extra stories a month, you get early access to the regular Raw Truth stories ad-free and my outtakes. When you select the I Love This Podcast tier, which is $5 a month pledge, not only will you receive everything in the No Judgment tier, you will receive a No Judgment bracelet and an acknowledgement on a future Raw Truth episode, first name only with your city and state. So today we are going to finish up Sammy's story. Two weeks ago, we ended it. Um, She had her bachelorette party And a guy there kind of came on to her and she, she gave in. At the end of the night, this guy bought us all a round of drinks and then told us we could ride in his Uber with him to the next bar. He ended up hanging out with us the rest of the night and then came back to my place since we all took the same Uber again. I told my friends I was going to give him a ride home, but none of them cared since they were all so drunk. I ended up taking him down to my condo's pool and I instantly stripped down to nothing. It was four in the morning, so I figured no one would be watching. I jumped in the pool and asked him to join me. He quickly undressed and got in the pool with me. We were playful in the pool for a bit and then he grabbed me and pulled me in. He kissed me for a bit, and then we eventually ended up having sex in the pool. It felt so erotic, and I remember feeling so bad and like I'd never done anything so crazy in my life. He asked me to come to his place after that with him, and I did. We went back to his place, and he drew up a bubble bath for us, and we ended up having sex multiple times that night. The day after my bachelorette party, he texted me in the morning. We talked about how I'm getting married and he didn't seem to care. He wanted me to go on a date with him that day and I pushed back. I told him we could not see each other and that it was a mistake. Fast forward a week and I ended up going over to his place after work. We had sex and I had an orgasm with him for the first time. No one other than my husband had ever made me orgasm, and after that, I was hooked. I would sneak out of my house at night after my husband had fell asleep just to go see him. This relationship lasted for about a year before my husband found out something was going on. I had emotionally connected with this guy I had an affair with, and the sex was always so fun and erotic. I couldn't imagine ending it, but knew I had to in order to stay with my husband. I moved on and my husband forgave me and things got back to a normal groove or for the most part until something else drastic happened. One of my husband's old roommates from college moved to Florida and five minutes down the road from us. The three of us became inseparable and every weekend we would be spending Friday, Saturday and Sunday together. It was nice to have someone so familiar, so close to us, and we all got along really good. Initially, I wasn't even sexually attracted to John, but as we continued to hang out more and more, there was something about him that was so intriguing. We would all drink together, and a lot of times he would crash at my husband's and I's place so he didn't have to drink and drive. There would be times that George would go to bed and John and I would stay up until 3 a.m. just talking and listening to music. We started to become better and better friends. 
and the emotional connection between us grew stronger and stronger. I would catch myself staring at his hands and wondering what it would feel like to have them touch me, or thinking about his lips and wondering how amazing it would feel to have his lips on mine. I spent a lot of time fantasizing about him, and I could almost tell he was doing the same. There would be times when I knew the flirting wasn't just playful and it was going a little too far, but I continued to let it happen. Then, after months of this, while we were up late together after my husband had fell asleep, sitting out on our porch, he kissed me. He kissed me and pulled me in closer. I pushed him away for a second, and then I continued to let him have me. We made love outside under the stars and stayed up until 6 a.m. After that, we had sworn to each other that this would never happen again. But it did. It happened over and over and over again. We would spend hours during the workday texting each other and telling each other what we were going to do the next time we saw each other. At first, the relationship felt pretty sexual, but as time went on, I began to fall in love with him, and he fell in love with me. Things between the three of us were increasingly becoming difficult, as I could tell my husband was starting to realize something was off. John started to lash out sometimes when we were all together, and he would constantly send me looks and try to grab me or feel me without my husband seeing. I could tell he was frustrated with the situation, but through it all, I never wanted to leave my husband. After months and months of this, my husband caught us. I was over at John's place one morning having sex with him and spending time with him when it happened. We were making love and all of a sudden we heard his roommate come home. My phone was out on the counter because we weren't expecting his roommate to come home and my husband was calling me. His roommate picked up and George freaked out. We somehow talked our way out of that one, but things were never the same out of that. He told my husband that he was going through a rough time and that I was helping him get through it, and it was his fault for telling me not to tell anyone. George said he believed it, but I think deep down he knew it wasn't true. We kept seeing each other for a few months after that before eventually my husband found out something was going on. He didn't realize to what extent things were happening, but he decided to cut ties from John and we had agreed to work on our relationship. Even though I told my husband this, I continued to see John. He made me feel so alive every time I saw him and was always bringing me out of my comfort zone sexually. He was rough with me and gentle with me all at the same time. The sex was amazing with him, and we connected in a way that was hard to wrap my head around. I had never been so compatible with someone sexually like that. He always knew exactly what to do, and everything about our relationship was an adventure. Our relationship lasted about a year and a half, and we talked almost every day without my husband knowing. I would go see him almost every weekend and sometimes meet up with him during the week just to walk our dogs and talk. 
He told me he loved me almost every day, that I was his dream girl, perfect, sexy, no one compared to me, and all the things a girl would love to hear. We fantasized about running away together and going on dates together, even with what it would be like to live together. I had devoted so much of my time to him for so long without ever asking myself if I really truly wanted to be with him. When would I take a step back from the relationship and think about it? My husband did all the things John did for me and more. My husband was always willing to work on things, willing to change up our sex life, feeding me compliments, and yet somehow it wasn't enough. After my husband caught us the last time, just a few weeks ago, it was the first time that I really wanted to get help. He told me initially he didn't want to stay with me, but after seeking therapy, actually cutting ties with John and being transparent with George, he agreed to work on our relationship. This is the first time I've taken the time to truly dig deep and figure out what the underlying cause is of my infidelity to my husband. This obviously is a very shortened version of my story, and in my past, my husband wasn't always the saint he is now, but he never deserved this. I hope that my story can help others out there and encourage others to share theirs. Writing it down was a very tranquil experience and letting everything out there with my husband made me feel like we finally have a chance we've always needed. I know it's going to be a long road of recovery for me and my relationship, but this is the first time I'm finally ready to put in the work. If I could go back in time, I would have more respect for myself. I would have figured out a way to be more confident in myself rather than seeking approval from others. I would have never got in a relationship with my husband's friend, and I would have never started this pattern of cheating in the first place. Much easier said than done, and until you are ready to look at yourself in the mirror and make any kind of change, then the pattern will continue to happen. I'm still extremely scared of falling back into it because I really don't want to lose my husband or the life we have built together. Sincerely, Sammy. Sammy, thank you so much for sending in your story. I really, really appreciate that you're able to really look in the mirror, as you were saying, and realizing the disrespect you have done to yourself, not only what's happened in your past and the infidelity, that is something that happened. And you have developed this pattern. Yes, I was the same way. And I completely understand. But the fact that you are truly, truly wanting this to work out with George, and he has been incredibly understanding and patient in my heart of hearts, this marriage is meant to be. And, you know, it could be similar to how I was feeling and a lot of other women may admit it as well. But sometimes we just feel that need, that drive for that excitement. And when you get into a marriage or a long-term relationship, you know, things start to change. You, you Things aren't new anymore and the day-to-day -day life and all of that. 
but some of us still really need to feel that desire, that chase, you know, being wanted and sometimes even the thought of just being sneaky adds to that excitement as well. And there are a lot of people that don't understand that, but those of us who have similar situations do understand what each one is completely feeling and how it could happen. Um, So I am very proud of you for cutting ties and keeping it going and really focusing on your marriage and being able to really, really work. And what you wrote here was that you said, until you are willing to admit that you have a problem um, and looking at yourself and you want to make a change, you're not going to. And like I said, I that happened to me. I just went through the uh, bullshit with therapy with my ex-husband. I didn't want to be with him, but I didn't want to leave him and hurt him and, you know, ruin things. And ultimately, I got back into my bad habits and uh, we ended up divorcing and it was not pretty. Um, but I'm 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 happy for both you and George and I wish you nothing but happiness and success in the future. If you get a chance, please uh shoot me a message. Let me know how things have gone since you submitted your story. I would love to hear how things have been. No judgment. If things have changed, that's what happens. We are all here to support you and encourage you. So thanks again, Sammy. Before we close today, I wanted to talk to you guys, my Patreon. Earlier um, this month, well, back in August, um, I had said if people sign up for the I Love This Podcast um, Patreon level, it's $5 a month, then they would get the bracelet, the shout out on the podcast, and just in the month of August, a koozie that says no judgment, and on the other side, it says seek to understand. Well, I decided I'm just going to throw that in there all the time. So anybody who's currently a Patreon subscriber at the $3 level, if they bump themselves up to $5, I'm going to send them out both the bracelet and the um, koozie. And anybody who's new to Patreon and signs up for that $5 level will get everything from the $3 level, um, which you probably heard earlier in the episode. But I'm also, you know, going to continue with the koozies here until I run out, I guess. But I ordered a bajillion of them at least. So it'll last us a little while. And on that note, I did have quite a few, and to me, like five or six is quite a few, but sign up for Patreon in the month of August, a couple of them at the $5 and a couple of them at the $3. But one of them, Dennis out of Albuquerque, New Mexico, he increased from the No Judgment to the I Love This Podcast. And I am sending out his bracelet and koozie. And I just appreciate his support of the show as well as everybody else's. I wouldn't be able to continue on without all of you. So I thank you all very, very much. Also, a very special thank you to today's sponsor, Military True Crime Addict Podcast. I will have a link to their show in my episode notes, so be sure to check them out and subscribe. They would appreciate it, and I would as well. You have been listening to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. 
Your support of the podcast is truly appreciated. Be sure to visit my website at rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com to access story guides, subscribe to Patreon for bonus episode of the men's side of female infidelity, and to vote for this podcast to be in the Hot 50 Countdown for Podcast Magazine. To submit your story for the show, share feedback, or if you have a Let's Ponder suggestion, please email it to rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com or send by snail mail to Rebecca Adams, P.O. Box 821064, Vancouver, Washington 98682. Every story is always anonymous. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is produced and edited by Rebecca Adams. You can follow the show on Facebook at Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, on Instagram at Podcast Raw Truth, and on Twitter at Raw Female. Thank you again, and be kind to one another. Be kind to yourself, and always remember, no judgment. Goodbye. Goodbye.